This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How does a rich kid? Privileged son of a millionaire tycoon with generational trauma and drama and a mama who's Christian and probably hates Pres Obama get so far. Grew up to be an actor movie star. 2010, he played Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. Before that, he played a man who yelled about the cross. God damn, Billy Graham, he was a fucking boss among the evangelical saving souls that he thought were lost. Started his film depicting famous preacher man went on to play gay with Chalamet's Jizzy Peach in hand coasting on a slight charm and handsomeness so bland but for a minute in time he was in demand and every day on set he would slink back to his trailer texting with some woman about how bad he wants to nail her his kids were unsuspecting his marriage was a failure at least we got a masterpiece we love the lone ranger slid into the dms the dms got leaked by tmz his fetish his obsession was just too damn kinky it went beyond the limits of what is good consensually the world's gonna cancel his name what's your name asshole army hammer cannibal my name is Army, I'm a cannibal And there's a million folks I haven't bit Haven't ate, haven't ate Army Hammer Cannibal Consider the source Hey God, consider the source I love to beat everything any of that noodle thing left? Wanna get in the bathtub? I'm a fan of my mom. Consider the source. Hello, ma'am. My name is Billy Graham. Welcome to GCF. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have some good, good, mm, just homegrown, good, organic, Christian fun. Oh boy, uh, that we are sucking the the blues out of your life or the Reds. <laughs> sure, <laughs> the Reds and the blues because, like Billy Graham, we're just pitching straight down the middle. No partisanship, no affiliation whatsoever. <laughs> nothing worky, nothing weird. Hello, ma'am. My name is Billy Graham. <laughs> uh, Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, movies, music, entertainment, made for, made by. Made sometimes about Christians, Christianity, the Christian faith. Sometimes we get loose with those definitions, and sometimes we get real nice and tight with it. Uh, and this, <laughs> wait, what? I agree. You're right. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah no, I'm with you. Uh, we're not here to make fun of you or make you go to church. We're not here to bring you to our big tent 
or pitch a big tent wherever you are. We're just here to have good Christian fun, man. We don't We're not liable you. for any tents pitched while listening to this podcast. That's your business. Absolutely not. But we <laughs> wish you all the best in whatever you do consensually. This has never happened in the history of the show before, but we'll see if what we record in these weeks before the show actually comes out ages or times poorly to when this is actually released. Uh, if something happens between record date and release date, that makes this maybe kind of awkward to put out. Hopefully... That's not the case. Well, I think we can all take the, a comfortable stance that he is trash, and I think that will stand the test of time no matter what. The army is trash? Well, I just really care about the truth and facts are fat. I want to be like oh, a Republican. Oh, okay, you're, you're a balance. I, I want to be a Republican senator like the day after the election where it's like, I, you know, process is due, I guess. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of know where this is headed. The court but. of public opinion. In the court of, you know, I believe in everyone's right to a fair trial. Um and I also believe in the right to a fair trial to the movie we we watched today, Billy yes. Colin, The Early Years, which yeah. is like, it could be mm-hmm. about anything. It could be a picture book about a dog. Billy, The Early Years, he was a little <laughs> pup. He had to go to puppy class in the middle of war zone. It was very or sad. Or it could have been a Billy Crystal biopic. That would have been fun. I would like to know that about him. How did he How did he start to use blackface? We have to know for his Jasmine character. <laughs> how did Billy come? Or Billy Zane. What a, remember when Billy Zane had hair and he was a bad Billy boy? Zane. You know? Yeah. Were you attracted to Zane and Titanic? Was that a point? Of you know, inflection? before I answer that, I would like to have our guests weigh in because I feel like we're talking a lot about the Billies and I think I can tell they've got things to say. Okay, yes. What do you think? Well, I, I think that's a, a fair okay. assessment of the situation because we got a couple of silly Billies themselves. Friends and folks, you may know them from their podcast, P.S. I love rom-coms. Everybody give the hell up for Allie Jennings and Mia Schaffler! Welcome to the conversation. Welcome to the dialogue. Welcome to the Billyverse. Welcome to what every podcast is, which is what The View is now, where we all broadcast our little takes <laughs> from basically identical-looking sets. I call Megan McCain. What? Wait, am I Megan McCain? Oh, who calls Megan McCain? I call Whoopi. Who's Megan I McCain? Meg- I just said I call Megan oh, McCain. Oh, you call Megan McCain. Okay, I call Those Whoopi. Those are the only two I know who are on the show. Yeah. Well, there's Joy Sunny Hostin. There's Joy Behar. Actually, you know what? I'm not Whoopi. I'm Joy Behar. Someone can call Whoopi oh, if dang. they want. I'll be I'll be Whoopi. Okay, me as Whoopi. That's the only that's the only thing I see is the Whoopi versus Megan clips on Twitter. Because it's always <laughs> yes, Megan saying like always what it's about. My father would have been mad and Whoopi's like, okay, shut up. We have to go to a break. I'm sick of this yeah. shit. I'm very well paid, but this is exhausting. I'm so tired. Oh, yes. man. I love the view. I bought that book, The Oral History of the View. I need to I need to read it soon. You love you the did? view? I love the view. I love you watch the, the view. <laughs> I don't watch the view. I watch what we all watch of the view. It's like it's the little highlight. <laughs> I yes. love the view. I don't watch the view. Yes. I love it. <laughs> no, I believe in the views necessity in our culture, which is where takes go to die. It's it's an amazing <laughs> graveyard of all sorts of opinions and new stuff. I love it all. I love the Meredith Vieira era. I love the Star mm. Jones. I love that little Elizabeth Hasselbeck, Rosie O'Donnell area. It's so wonderful. It's been with me all my life. It's nostalgia talking, but 
I can't I can't leave it behind. It's been with you, not not in a viewing experience sort of way, but in a clips way. In a clips a, way, yes. In a cultural uh, dialogue way. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. Like I, yeah. I haven't seen an episode in at least a decade, but I would be so sad if it wasn't there. Right. You haven't yeah. seen an episode in a decade, but it feels like you've seen every episode you need yeah, to see. Yeah, exactly. Right? It feels important. I I tell people that I watch SNL and The Bachelor, but I really only watch the clips on YouTube. Uh. I, don't, I don't have <laughs> time, time to like sift through all the garbage. They're too long. Stuff. Yeah. I just want the juicy, juicy clips. Mm-hmm. Give me the spark notes for this. That's all we need. <laughs> I know. It's really interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't watched The Bachelor in a couple of years, but watching the sort of reckoning it's having at a distance where Chris Harrison has excused himself. Oh it's God. all going up. In, I mean, it's not going up in flames. It'll be so durable. It'll be on the air for no, like it is. 30 years. You think <gasps> it's going up in flames se- for real? Well, if you saw the Claritasia season, it was like, I thought the world was crumbling. It was a mess. It was a mess. Oh. It was, it was, I like, know. And like, we turned to The Bachelor to give us some kind of like structure because <laughs> the structure is always the same. And it's like the world's crumbling, but now the Bachelor is also crumbling. crumbling. Like, what? What do we have to hold on to? And and I want to give Taisha credit. Like she righted the ship. She made it okay. But when it when it was when it started out with the franchise, it was like insanity, pandemonium, uh, group dates in like breakout conference rooms. Like it was so awful. It was Um, so scary. Sort of like pseudo therapeutic exercises as dates every week. I I enjoyed that. I thought that. I mean, it was messy, (laughs) but I was like, this is. It's so uh, delightful to see someone who has like gone to therapy for a little bit and like has a little <laughs> bit of like maybe read a couple books on empowerment and then was like, let me incorporate this into this really regressive sexist show. It's all going <laughs> to pan out just fine. And then just betraying herself like two minutes in. It was oh, just oh incredible. Um, yeah. And, and Tasha <laughs> also was an all star. Actually, that season, now that I think about it, might have been my favorite season of all time. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a ride. The scenes were and showing. I liked where it yeah. ended. Yeah. But- the uh, Bachelor yeah, could be one of these shows that once it goes off the air, so, I mean, we think society's falling apart now, but what if The Bachelor's canceled and like the Dow goes to like negative infinity points? <laughs> yeah, like it was everyone, up several industries. Everyone becomes homeless. There's no money. Bitcoin collapses. Korea, North Korea and Russia nuke each other because The Bachelor is yeah. on. It could happen. We don't know. I mean, it was a scary. It felt like the canary in the coal mine this year when I turned it on and I was like, The Bachelor too. The Bachelor as well. It's not even the Bachelor can make it through. Mm -hmm. Allie, Mia, let's let's name some top billies. Let's bring in the mix. Yeah. We're talking Billy the early years, but who are some of your favorite billies you'd love to see some early years for? Oh, Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. Billy Elliot. Both great answers. Go, Billy. You want, wait, isn't (laughs) Billy Elliot just Billy the early years because it's him as a child? Or do you want to see even earlier when he's like a toddler and he's like trying to date his little baby? Okay. Mm -hmm. He's like kicking in his mommy's womb. That'd be cool. Billy W. Bush. Billy Bush. Okay. How do you get on the bus? Early years. How do you, yeah. How do you get on the bus? (laughs) <laughs> how, about, how about Billy Joel the early years and it's him in like a little like toy car running into his like his sister's doll yes, yes. <laughs> do we remember oh, that new story that. from 20 years ago Billy Joel used to <laughs> no. drive cars into people's houses it's very sad he clearly no. has a problem yes oh, oh we shouldn't no. do that oh my yeah. god um, Billy Goat's Gruff 
about a <laughs> story about some young baby goats. I'm listening. Okay. I'm in, I'm we in, I'm in. We love Billy Goats Gruff. Billy yeah, Eilish Billy Bob, when she was like a Billy preteen, Bob I guess. Thornton. Okay. Oh, Billy Eilish. I would like to see. Yeah. yeah that Billy would be Bob interesting. Jordan. What was the conversation between him and Angelina? What was the first thing that Angelina, that made Angelina say, I think I will be with this man for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what feels like an eternity to us, I guess. Maybe it was like You can only year find the so. clue in his youth. Oh, Mia, Ali, we're so thrilled to have you on the show. You love rom-coms. We're not putting that as a postscript. We're putting that at the forefront of this episode. Ugh. We're not. And that's why we, we gave you them. a rom-com today. To that's watch. right. That's <laughs> right. So I watched nice. the trailer for this. So I was like, I don't know. There's kind of a romantic element in it, right? A little bit <laughs> of Ruth. Is. You know, it's it's funny. When, when I was watching it, I was texting Mia and I was like, this is kind of like a rom-com. Like there's some like similar structures to this movie, except the rom-com is between Billy and... And God. And the Lord. Whoa. Oh, absolutely. And the okay, Lord. Not Ruth. And mm-hmm. so. And God, <laughs> God Ruth. And God Ruth says, I'm sorry, Billy. Not a love story. <laughs> I'm sorry I was trying to put your college out of business because I'm the big God upstairs, but I just had to. And I love you. And they've been like secretly communicating yeah. without knowing each other's identity. Kind of a will time. they, won't they? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. God exactly. is definitely writing exactly. the secret expose mm. about Billy. And then Billy Graham has a like reading the baby books montage where he finally gets his shit together and he's like ready to be with the Lord again. Yes. Uh, he's so cleaning cool. his act. So when he practices cool. all his preaching, I'd say that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to uh, mm-hmm. talk to you about your respective romantic uh, histories with G.O.D., <laughs> the big boyfriend in the sky. Uh, <laughs> how you grew up and were raised. I think you have kind of different stories and maybe there's a little bit of overlap. Mia, how'd you grow up with it? Yeah, so I grew up, uh, I grew up evangelical Christian. Okay. Um, and yeah, until, until, so from like zero from birth to six, I'm evangelical Christian. And then, and I go to a private Christian school until first grade, halfway through first grade. And then my parents get divorced and everyone says, oh my God, I'm so sorry because I'm going to public school. And so everyone is like, I'm so sorry. Like goodbye, bon voyage. My, so my parents get divorced. So I leave the evangelical community, but I'm like, and then I sort of enter into like what's more of like pop Christian culture where mm-hmm. it's like on the weekends I go to church with my dad and we sort of like bounce around and he's still – he stays in the evangelical community. My mom is like bye-bye. is like still like, you know, spiritual but it's like <laughs> it's – Not like, a church no. anymore. Yeah. Like, no. She's like – no, no, no. Because when they got divorced, everyone at the church, they told, they, they tried to keep my mom in the marriage. And then when they, she left, they all stopped speaking to her and wouldn't let their kids play with me anymore. So oh, she was like, so okay, your mom didn't really back. have a good reason to leave the church is what you're saying. No, no, no. She <laughs> yeah. just was like, woke up. Sounds like a lot of really cool, helpful people there. <laughs> yeah. No. And then, and then, so I enter what is like more of like the social Christian part of it, where then you're like growing up and I'm like going to churches with my dad on the weekends. And then really, you know, going with my dad, staying for the cuties in the band. And, uh, yeah. youth group, you know, and that's like takes me middle name, school. Name names, name names. I wish. I mean, I can, yeah, I can name Young Life, and I was like doing like more of like the Young Life mm-hmm. thing, okay. and that was through and school. Then, yeah, that's like a okay. combo of school and then like the hip church, right? There's like the hip church yes. that the kids from school are going to that my dad is also going to. So we're like going there occasionally, like off and on, and then I'm going to the camps. So then in the summer, I'm going to the Christian camps, which in Oregon are in Antelope, Oregon. 
and that they're on the former compound of the Rajneesh cult. We're familiar from, with this. Yes, yes. from the Netflix former guest Simone uh, was like lived there because her dad, I think, or her parents somehow were helping maintain the camp or whatever. <gasps> I don't know if you uh, know our friend Simone McAlonen, but you may yeah, have crossed paths with her. At some I point. don't. I'm sure we crossed paths because I made mm-hmm. the trek out to Antelope twice. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then um, and then I my last my last sort of yeah. Then I went to like one final camp, which was like through the Hip Church, and we went to like Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And then I sort of fell off because the camp was like girls had to go to bed at a certain time and boys got to like stay up and like play a secret game they couldn't tell us about. And then there was oh. just like too many things happening where I kept I was like becoming like a young adult and I was like, I don't wait, why is this happening? And they were like, we do, you know, and then like they were like <laughs> the reasons were like like a 25 year old pastor is coming to my room and being like women, women don't socialize. Well, you know, like, I was Women like, "That's don't the reason." Okay. Well, God. After night, they they melt in the in the in the moonlight. You know, they yeah. Can't it was it. like, no, women don't socialize the same way as men. So you, we tried it with you guys, but it didn't go well. So you guys go to bed and the boys play, okay. and then and then so that was the last time because I was like, "All right, well, I can't, I can't get behind that." But um, yeah, and then I'm sort of yeah, and so I'm not really, I'm not really around anymore. I'm not really, I'm not really participating um, anymore. But um, but you know, no, you know, no, no, no ill will, no shade. Just you know, just like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't, no, I don't agree. I want to, want to hang out with my fellow women. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Participate. Yes. So that's my, that's my sort of experience in history. Did you find out what the secret game was? I did. Yeah, there was what a was defector, it? a boy, because it was a, a bunch of kids from my high school went. So one of the boys told me what the secret game was. It's called silent football. I did talk to like other kids who grew up Christian about it. Some like do know what that is. Um, And it's just like a capture the flag type game where you can't speak. And then they do like punishments that were like one kid, like, I don't know. They were, they were like putting butter up his butt and that was like the punishment. And I went to like another. Excuse me. Up his butt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last tango yeah, in Paris. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe we'll leave the boys to that work. Right? And women yeah. aren't socializing you know well. I think I will go to sleep. You can continue <laughs> to put butter on your butts. I want to make it clear to the listener, this is the first time hearing of this. I was in Mia's boat as well. I was wondering what the boys were doing with games I was not allowed to participate in. So I'm finding this out the same time you are. Um, Kevin, okay. why is there butt, like, butt butter leaking out onto your chair as oh, you Shit, you like, see I'm that? seeing it. it oh, why melted. did I put my camera at this angle? Damn it. I knew this would backfire. <laughs> Literally backfire. Yeah. Yeah. And so I found out what it was. And I, my friend Nate told me what it was. And I went up to this other kid. And I was like, oh, my God. Nate told me what that was. Can you believe it? And he goes, he looks at me with dead eyes. And he goes, Nate wasn't supposed to tell you. And oh I'm like, my God. okay. <laughs> we have to go back to Oregon now. Because <laughs> you've all. So. Yeah, so that was it. That was it for me. Yeah. Um, but that's I, enough you know. to make anyone agnostic or atheist. I fully understand. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just to say, all right, I'll do some. I'll do some exploring. Then I think. Yes. Um, so yeah. So that's that's me. That's my that's experience. Great. Where does that leave you today? Any curiosity? Are you good? Oh, You're like done. Yeah. No, I think no. I've been. I've, I've checked out for a while. So I said no thinking about this for a long time. Yes. Um, but I would. <laughs> I would like to circle back 
to a to a higher faith, especially after this. Yeah, year. well, we're here to I make it like think- Dunstan and uh, check in again. Okay, <laughs> on this podcast, I'm gonna be like that lovely, fun monkey, that little monkey with Jason Alexander <laughs> in that monkey. one movie. We all remember getting back into the hotel. Jackson. Um, no, no, I think I'll be. Yeah, I think I'll. I think I'll be remaining agnostic. I think what, I, there's one. There's like one sect that sounded cool. What's like this? That cool sounding sect. Is um, it nap ministry? That's not Christian, but it does sound fun. N- <laughs> no, it's like um, Nexium. Nexium. No, it's like uh, what is it called? I forget what it's Scientology. called. But uh, herbal life. No. <laughs> like maybe, um, I'll, think of it. I'll tell you what I think of it. My friend was like a part of that church, and I was like, that sounds cool. I'm basically looking for like an agnostic higher. Oh, faith. there's one that's like um dance church that I'm seeing show up here and there. Oh, and I've been to dance church, Caroline. You've been to it? Yeah. It's a cl- well yeah. what is it? It's well, a workout class. Oh right? yeah, it is a workout class. I've done it. I did it once for a friend of mine's birthday. It was the, one of the best birthday parties I've ever went to. It was so okay. fun. Oh my god! And it was like, it, it was one of the only sort of exercise classes I've ever taken that I truly enjoyed and didn't like really roll my eyes with my whole body at at some point because like soul cycle and a lot of those, even with yoga and even with like sensitive instructor, instructors, I get to the point where it's like, okay, but this woman who who taught it, it was here in Echo Park in, in Los Angeles. So uh-huh. good. Really great mm-hmm. time at my friend Alexis's birthday party a few years ago. Had a blasty blast. Oh, I'll oh, never forget it. So I, 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 I am going to resume church when this whole <laughs> dim dim is over for sure. I'm probably I probably won't be circling back to Christianity over just my my childhood experiences, but I definitely would circle back to something, you know, <laughs> some sort of like gathering, communing, like um, expressing gratitude and and considering um, what happens when we die. Yeah, but not yeah, yeah, yeah. But probably not in a very organized religious way, is what I would say. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just real quick, sidebar, Caroline. Okay, so it sounds like Mia. So it sounds like that's going to be a lost cause for us. So I think we should focus the rest of our... I disagree. I think that she's a seeker. And I think that we could start with our own kind of dance church Mm -hmm. that is actually just church. You guys, I'm so sorry. This is so awkward. I can hear you. Okay, hang on real quick. Hang on real quick, Mia. That's crazy. No, we were talking about another Mia. (laughs) That's that's silly. Yeah, we do that. Um, That's so funny. It's not a very common name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> quick, quick sidebar, Caroline. I think for this oh next God. part, we should really focus our efforts on Allie. She does seem, I don't, I don't Allie, know, pretty I think easily persuaded an and convinced. She seems to have an mind. open heart and open mind. I think we can take advantage oh, of that. Guys, we can primed her with Hang on real quick. early years. We can really take advantage <laughs> of that. So we are in a sidebar. Uh, we, yeah, I think Billy, in the, in the <laughs> spirit of Billy, we can make happen. this happen. So Allie, how did you grow up with religion <laughs> and faith in your home? What was it like for you? You, you seem so nice, you know, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. I um uh I grew up in kind of like going to a Protestant church, which sounds very kind of like big and loosey goosey as a as a term because it is. Yes. It was like um I went to a church where like kind of it didn't really matter what your your sect was it was like we all you know we used like a to non-denominational non-denominational kind of exactly yes. mm-hmm. i started going there and then um i also went to camps as well um i went to a christian camp i want to say it's called timberlake 
it's either Timberland <laughs> or Timberlake, somewhere in Wisconsin. And like, it was a weird experience because it like, for re- for some reason, they were like really pushing like cup, competitive cup stacking on us as kids. So no, like at a very early age, hmm. I got into like, um, competitive cup stacking because of the Christian camps I went to. It's called speed stacking for yes. my fellow cup stackers out there. Um, and you have you have you cup stacked? I have cup stacked. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it is a Christian thing. I don't know. Because I also went to a Christian private school oh. and that was like a big part of our PE for like months. <laughs> months? How do you make that months? Months. How does that occur? Uh, no oversight, uh, people out of their mind running the school, <laughs> you know, things like that. <laughs> uh, but I feel like, yeah, there was like, it was a period, there was a season every year where it was like, it's cup stacking time. Let's all learn it. Let's all get really good at it. And if you're really, really talented, you know, there's opportunities for you in the cup world. <laughs> but it wasn't it's like encouraging. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't like they were trying to like force us into it or anything, but it, we did watch videos and stuff. I don't know. I was pretty into it. I thought it was cool. <laughs> there was recruitment materials. This I feel like amazing. there was, yeah, because it—I don't know. There, it did feel like a branded activity. You know, it wasn't just like anybody could pick up cups and do this. You know. So when when people like Caroline and Allie see something like "You're gonna miss me when I'm gone" in Pitch Perfect, it's actually a sad reminder of a busted economy in a bubble that like no longer exists there used to be jobs there used to be employment and now it's just one girl in her cup (laughs) just singing a sad song yeah Mm -hmm. it was both appropriation and an insult (laughs) (laughs) welcome to good christian fun (laughs) so ali you you got some cup stacking experience yeah i so i got some good cup stacking experience um wasn't really sure what it had to do with um (laughs) believing in god but we did a lot of it at camp um and then uh uh, around high school uh i started being involved in like youth groups and it's uh that's when i got confirmed into the church and um it was uh i think that's when i started to um kind of have some like questions and doubts just because um there was like this part where we were supposed to go around in a circle and share, you know, an experience where God had, um, you know, talked to us or like, Mm -hmm. it seemed like everybody had an experience. And I was like, what? (laughs) When did everybody have time to talk to God? I feel your pain. (laughs) Like nobody, I haven't gotten talked to yet. Uh, Did I do something wrong? And then, you know, you hear a lot about like, oh, love thy neighbor. Like we like we're here, like, you know, Christians take care of each other. We look out for each other. We help each other. And I was um, a loser and nobody (laughs) hung out with me. And when we broke up into like groups of two to talk about different (laughs) sections of the Bible, I never had a partner and I always had to join a twosome to become a threesome, never had a partner. And I was like, and and no one was like, Allie, come join our group. It was always like, and so I was like, I don't. I felt like I was failing and like I didn't really belong. And I was like, if God was 
real, I would be popular, or at least have if one. If God friend. was real, I would be popular. Popular. Show me the proof. I'm good. I'm good. I follow <laughs> the rules. You're cool. I don't lie. I'm kind. I'm like, you know, I'm a little goody two shoes. Where's my pair? I do Where's like, you know, the usual stumbling block, even in this movie, it's like war and genocide. It's like, what, how could a God allow this? Or like when we have suffering in our everyday lives, when good people get cancer and bad people uh, succeed. For Ali, it was, I should be at a higher status than I'm at right now. This is Kevin, an injustice that is unprecedented. Not asking to be the most popular girl, mm-hmm. okay, in no. youth group. I'm just asking for one friend, just mm-hmm. a friend, or just or just someone to be like, hey, we know you're the loser, but like, oh. join our group of <laughs> join our group of two. Don't stand, you know, awkwardly by yourself, and then your youth minister has to come up and be like, Allie needs a group loser alert. Can so, someone take care of this gonna, one? Who's gonna take care of Allie? And oh it's my just god! Like, oh my god! And so I, I got confirmed, and then I got out of there because I was like, it's clear I'm not wanted here. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes. And so you know, I then I just kind of you know I stopped going to church after I got confirmed, and then I stopped going to uh, Christian camp, and I started going to theater camp. <laughs> I bet you uh, found a pair there. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Everybody wants it's everybody is like uh, everybody yeah. wants to like, you know, Ooh, do exercises, <laughs> <Yeah>. warm-ups. <laughs> Everybody's friends with everybody. Uh, I guess recently, I guess where I am now is I'm in, you know, probably like agnostic, and I think I'm finding kind of like a higher power in nature mm. and just hanging out and appreciating like the beauty in nature. And I okay, try watch to- Okay, Pocahontas once. Starts worshiping that big <laughs> tree lady in that movie. Interesting. Exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and I try to be a good person. And I do think that like a lot of the stuff I learned, you know, early on um, in youth group about, mm-hmm. you know, being kind to others and stuff is like a good- moral code that I, I follow still today or I try to follow, but um I just don't uh you just don't, don't follow go to church it? because oh, they don't <laughs> laugh at my jokes. Okay. <laughs> I, be my friend. I think that's such a great one of like the morality really worked and everything, but like the actual when it came to demonstrate like kindness, there was just a total dearth of it. And I think you picked up on that right away and you did the right thing, which is like, well the bye, you know, I'm gonna go <laughs> Like do Oliver uh, and find a lot of friends and that's going to work for me. And that's my godly community. I resonate. You know what? It was kind of a triggering phrase when you said just one friend. I remember praying for that when I was a young boy who was friendless, whose mom had to take him to see the Royal Tenenbaums at midnight on New Year's Eve when it came out for real. <laughs> oh and God. I remember no, praying Kevin. for friends. I know. What a sad vision of a child. I love that. <laughs> is that what your group movie experiences are hoping to like undo now? Shut up. <laughs> no. Everybody no. go to Mr. Rogers. No moms allowed. <laughs> I'm not, not saying that. Oh, my God. Didn't want to connect that. But here we are. Good grief. Oh, well, it's mo- movies. It's the great theme. Oh, but yeah. God. Okay, so you pulled a vault on Oliver and got out of there. Okay, beautiful. And uh, and just to be clear, the past year hasn't increased 
either of y'all's faith or belief in the Lord at all? The last 12 months hasn't made you think, maybe there is a God. Evidence of God. And he, because he has a dong, he is really in control of everything. Everything that's happening feels according to his plan and purposes. It, it, if anything, it made me totally respect the need for it in terms yes. of like being like, okay, like the way that we can get like, and then the, you believe in this. And then it's like, well, you know, when your entire state freezes over and your government says you're on your own abandons like, you yeah. yeah yeah it's like yeah it'd be nice to believe in a higher power that oh that that like that um, someone is looking and, out yeah and that resource. cares what happens yeah and yeah. so i yeah so i i think i yeah if anything last year maybe be like okay yeah like res- yeah respect for that mm-hmm. um and a desire for yeah for one that that works for me because as well some days i'm like Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you got to be authentic to you know what your what your brain or what your logic wants to believe as well, you know. But you can sometimes do a little bit of both. So yes or no, either of you, we need we need a response. Are you going to give your life to the Lord by the end of this podcast? What can, what can oh. we do? What can we provide for you? We're Let's here. Pray. We're your little angels. Should we just pray now? <laughs> Father in heaven, thank you so much. Thank for you, God, me and for Allie bringing Allie and Mia to this podcast. Uh, we, we love having them on the show. They are dear sisters we will of ours. See them in heaven. We believe that even though it's likely <laughs> they'll go to hell for some of the stuff they've done, that there's stuff that they could greater. do now that could kind of cancel um, out and may some they find of that, that bad stuff that they've done. Isn't really what they're looking for. like premarital kissing and maybe touching butts with somebody. And so we really follow upon your grace and appeal to your love and respect and it's for your precious son's name we say amen amen Welcome to the flock. Thanks so much. Welcome to the flock. <laughs> wow. You guys, thank you for that prayer. You're welcome. Thank you so much. That I, I that remind I completely blocked out that during my childhood when my sister and I would argue and my dad didn't know how to handle it, he would just pray out loud. No. Or laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so savage. That is like, like doing a sidebar. It's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you would be like, dear Lord, please, please make them stop. <laughs> a picture of helpless patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> my daughters are so out of my control. I have to pray to God that something happens. Oh God, that took me back. I was like, what? I was wow. like, wait, what, what am I? Where am I going right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it wow, sounds like guys, the prayers work. It's not yeah. good Christian wow. fun if the guest isn't triggered at least once. And I knew, I mean, you know, who's to say why? My sister and I are very close now, but I, <laughs> but I, but I would, we would both say it's from therapy. <laughs> we would both say therapy. Right. God would works say, through therapy. And you know what, Mia, <laughs> but Mia, who made the therapist? Whoa. Now that's an interesting okay. question. Interesting. <laughs> Who created Chicken or the therapy? egg theory? Touche. Who gave us mine? Touche. Touche. To that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your stories with us, guys. It was yes, very interesting to hear about. Let's, oh my God, thanks for asking. Of course. Yeah. And, and thank you for joining the family and the flock. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. 
Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Uh, this afternoon, I guess. Yeah, <gasps> a couple hours. <laughs> Kevin, write a musical. Well, well, can I be honest? At first it was going to be... Billy Graham is not my pastor. <laughs> and I decided to change it uh, uh, from that. Yes. Hopefully it's not. In- when Kevin's inspired, you know, poetry flows. <laughs> it was poetry. I, it was we, incredible. Well, we used to, that's so nice. Uh, I We used to do songs all the time on the show. And then I just said, ah, I don't want to. And then now I just do them whenever we want Well, something to. about ARMY. <laughs> Some about so, army I do want to spark wanna something. I want to sing. <laughs> I do like how we made no acknowledgement of it as we got into the episode. <laughs> I know. I know. No, it was like, did that happen? I don't know. I don't think I could add to it to let it live. All right. Y'all ready to get back into it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is that a yes or a yas? Did I hear yes or yas? We yes. Okay, yes. okay hey. there we go. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into this topic. Come on, let's go. Before we talk about this film, the cinema that awaits us, content as Martin Scorsese would call it, I do want to talk to both of you about your experience and your taste with Christian media. Uh, Mia, you were talking about how you love some of the veggie tale stuff and maybe even some of the jars of clay. You thought Dan oh. had a sexy ass voice. Your words, not mine. Oh. Sexy ass voice. He's, I mean, I did think, I mean, as like a little, sorry, I was a little horny girl. Okay. And there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> LHG. <laughs> like I was. And, and yeah, and I thought that the jars of clay vocals were super, uh, super hot. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And a lot of Christian music I do feel like is very like, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's like burning, it's yearning. I'm sorry mm-hmm. I said that. I'm sorry I said that. But jars of clay, I think we can all agree jars of clay is like a little hot. Of course. Um, yes. But- well, you can feel good about that one. Dan Hasseltine, like they, their career basically ended because he started to question, uh, all Christian's. Hatred towards queer people, and then their careers ended almost mm. overnight. There's a great uh, little documentary you can watch about on YouTube that 
our friend oh God, uh, wow. Grace Baldridge did about it. She talked to him. He's and truly, what he was saying is like, why, why, why are we opposed to gay marriage again? This is like in 2014. <laughs> he 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 tweets that before he gets on flight, he gets off the plane and like the band's basically over. Like the labels oh drop them, the radio stations yeah. drop them, the bookstores won't carry wow. their CDs anymore. So That's so late for that. 2014 seems so, like a oh I know like I I would. I could like understand. I mean, I, that's crazy. Just at that, yeah. If it was have that be controversial, yes. But yeah. it was yeah. like, yeah. It's hard to remember though that oh, oh, Barack Obama was anti-gay marriage until like yes. twenty ten. Like it was late. Right? Oh. Yeah, he was pro civil union only, and then um, the, yeah, then and the other people were anti. <laughs> the other people was it John McCain? No, who was the yeah? It was John, John McCain. McCain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so John McCain was yeah. They were just, like anti everything. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were anti-gay marriage, pro-civil union. But mm-hmm. I, I assume you would do that just to get because it was just yeah, culturally people were not there yet. Which yeah, is crazy. But so, yeah. You, so I'm saying you can still be horny and good conscience for jars of clay. It's fully fine. I yes, God, that makes me love the them more. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, I had the jars of clay CD in the car. Um, I would go to the Christian store at the mall, mm-hmm. which I don't Ooh, see one C2A? now. But I don't remember what it was called, but it was at the mall and you would go in and they had all of the um, left behind books yeah. in a little stand and a little like rotating stand and then yes. the veggie tales and um, yeah, like all sorts of like amazing, like at the time, amazing things to me. But now yeah. we have to align yourself with brands and to let exactly. people know this is who I am. This is what I believe in. I believe in Bob and Larry. I believe <laughs> in the power of that pilot and left behind. Uh, what is his name? Like Bruce Silverstone or something like that. Oh, you know, I, those were like, that was heroes. like the edgy. Yeah. No, that was like the Caroline, I'm sorry. Just, I, I hate to correct you, but his name was Huge Dick Guy. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. His name. it was <laughs> big dick, name. scary, cool guy. No, it was Ray. Uh-huh. It was Rayford Steele. <laughs> Rayford Steele, <laughs> yeah, just, just huge dick guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So that was some of Mia's. Expo- By the way, it's so funny to think about all of us at our formative ages, where for anybody putting together a personality, it's so much an aggregate and collection of tastes. It's a patchwork. I guess I'm the kind of person that. Loves Rihanna or Robert Downey Jr., both of which in Caroline's case, hey. or <laughs> or like me, like oh, like, I'm I'm super into Jars of Clay, or maybe like this Left Behind series. But for the but for the growing up with Christian stuff, it is a photocopy of a photocopy at that point. So it's not just like I'm into Nirvana. It's like I like DC Talk, which is Christian Nirvana. So your right. personality is like what what so you're streamlined. Cons- yes, exactly. Like it's just so. Um, diluted in that sense sometimes yes. like i definitely feel that <laughs> yeah yeah way. your personality is the is four available categories at the christian store at the mall <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's either you're a bob or a larry or get the fuck out <laughs> but ali your your experience with some christian pop culture i know that you well, participated in some yes culture some religious <laughs> so, culture of a sort as well yeah so it's it's interesting because like i didn't I wasn't consuming as much kind of um, Christian uh, pop culture, but now in my later years, I, you know, a little bit like ironically, I'm in, I've been, I participated in films that Uh are promoting both, um, both Christian culture and Mormon culture. Wow. I have been, I I'm in a very popular, I'm going to say it, it's popular, Mormon uh, franchise film called Once I Was a Beehive um, <gasps> that 
And um, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, my oh my god! So we are. I've shared the screen. We are watching the trailer on silent for once. I was a beehive. Here, I'll turn yes. off the sound. Spending every first weekend of every month in the woods with my parents wasn't exactly my idea of living the teenage dream. When you're with the ones you love, you're never missing out because no. you're exactly where you're supposed to be with the ones you're supposed to be with. How did you know I was going to say that? Nothing I could have been doing was ever as important as that time we spent together. I can always be here to do this for you. If only I could have learned that lesson a bit sooner. Are you going to be okay with this? It's been really hard. I know it has. He died of COVID. Well, you won't believe This is my brother's stepdaughter, Lane. She's staying with us for a few weeks. Oh, will you be joining us for camp? So what's that camp thing she was talking about? All the girls from our church get together and go camping for a week. I'm not going to be totally weirded out by anything, am I? Allie, you got to scream when you pop up on screen. Because they love to run free. There was a quick flash in the car. Got a wishing bone. There's a better shot coming This is girls' camp, not club men. There's me. There she is. Oh, look at me. I'm putting on chapstick. <laughs> True to the perfect. brand. You look you. so much like Kieran and Shipka. Yes, oh, you man, do. You Good do. Lord. Saying that. Wow. Thank you for saying that. You look that. so much like Kieran and Shipka there. What a good comp. How old were you when you made this? How did you get involved with this Mormon production? Yeah, I was, uh, God, how old was I? I was um, 22, okay. I think, when I made the first film. Um, cause there are multiple films guys. Same storyline uh, or like different chapters or, or like what's the franchise? Yeah. So the first film I'm, I'm 22 in it. Um, but I play a character that's, uh, I think 14. Um, and it's about like Mormon, uh, in Mormon culture, there's like, um, girls camp, like, like their version of youth group is even more involved. And there are like different tiers based on your age group and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the youth group is so like, they're like youth groups are so involved that even after you kind of age out and become an adult, you still go to kind of like a, an adult church group after your services on Sunday. Okay. Um, but when you're younger, you go to these camps with your church to, you know, talk about the book of Mormon, um, and the tabernacles. And, um, so I got involved in this, uh, because I was taking an improv class and, um, (laughs) where it all starts, where, you know, where you meet everyone in LA. I was taking an improv (laughs) class in LA and this guy in my improv class was like, Hey, you want to be in my movie? And I was like, Yes, my big break. And then, um, <laughs> That's how it starts. <laughs> and he was really nice. And he was like, it's a Mormon movie. And I was like, I'll be in anything. Um, <laughs> please cast me. It's like, well, the questions I always ask are, do I get to keep my clothes on? Um, and is it sack? <laughs> and is it sack? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, my first question would be, is it union before do I get to keep my clothes on? <laughs> do I get to keep my clothes on and is it sack? And it, I got to keep my clothes on and I got to wear cute clothes and it was union, so. Wow. Probably more, oh, yeah. more clothes than usual, I would say. Yeah, he yeah. was like, <laughs> oh, honey, you're, you're going to love layers. this. <laughs> we put you in double the, literally double the clothes. Our faith dictates it. <laughs> we have to. I will oh say, I, I've been hearing, I, w- I was uh, speaking to some friends, I'll keep it a little vague, but one of whom was up for a, the Christian version, not the Christian version, excuse me, the Mormon version of Saturday Night Live. They were up for it. They knew a friend that got yes. it. 
Do you know about this, Allie? Well, I well, I do. I know people who are on Mormon SNL. It pays very well. They pay well yeah. to do that show, and I'm sure they paid fair for the for the movie. If it's tagging, is it Union. on TV? It's on BYU TV. BYU TV, oh, along with Lauren okay. Daigle's Christmas on, special like, streaming. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes, yeah. Okay. Our little streaming service. So, what was the experience like being on a Mormon film? <laughs> you know, it was it was it's so interesting. There was no coffee on set. Oh, um, there's right. only there's oh. only Diet Coke, which is interesting. Everybody was incredibly nice. So, so, so incredibly nice. So welcoming. There was one girl who, when she found out I wasn't Mormon, did try to convert me. And then I did cry because she was trying trying really hard to convert me. And I, I cried and I snapped and I went. I like sex and I like coffee. I'm not going to become a Mormon. <laughs> and then, guys, here's the fun. Here's the fun arc of the story. Recently, we filmed the sequel to that, to the first movie. And in it, she came up to me and she's like, "Hey, I'm sorry that I tried to convert you. I actually have left the church now um, and am bisexual." Oh and I was like, <gasps> "Wow." That and is so, converted that her is to fun. the church of sex and coffee. I see sex and coffee, <laughs> man. <laughs> and then you see her make out with some girl in the in the distance while sipping a frappuccino at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Life is good. She's home. My girl's home. Um, That's crazy. Oh wow. Okay. But yeah, How everybody for both of you. Yeah, it was very healing, and um, I'm still friends with everybody that was um, in that movie. It was just like a great group of people, and. Um, it's definitely like promoting their faith, but it's it's nice because the main character is agnostic and at the end of the film, it's not like she's like, and now I'm Mormon. She's like instead like, okay, I learned about somebody else's faith and that was really cool. Oh, and interesting. So, wow. Yeah. It was Very like, measured. yeah. Guys, let's let's all start watching BYU TV together. It's <laughs> like Caroline. a lighter hand than most of the Christian films Second we have service. ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Well, we've like we've danced around. I feel like we and I have also asked like is there a Mormon pop culture music, Mormon rock, Mormon movies? There is and a little bit. We, yeah. It's just uh, a significantly barely, barely smaller but very affluent yes. sect. Well, of it's the- it's crazy. They have like a huge film scene mm-hmm. in Utah. They Which I, I went and did a commercial there and every single person I spoke to from like all of my Uber drivers to everybody was like an actor in the local like no. BYU film scene. Wow. Like they have their own. Okay. But yeah, but it doesn't like, I don't think it like bops outside of that radar often. I see. So, so they're not trying to usually it. make a crossover or like they don't want distribution in all the theaters, et cetera. No, it's like okay. in-house. It's like it. in-state, it's in-house. Yeah. It's like Sundance yeah. circa 1991. Just a bunch of free spirits, Steven Soderbergh making sex lies and videotape, exactly. but they're doing it again in Utah. Yeah. And what a beautiful exactly. thing to be a part of. Oh my I God. I want to watch Once I Was a Beehive. Speaking of indie film, Billy the Early Years, good Lord. Okay. <laughs> This came out in 2008. Couple of specs, couple of effects. Billy Graham, I mean, whatever. Everyone knows about him. (laughs) Crusades. He did his Billy Graham crusades. He said a lot. He said and believed a lot of cancelable things, especially to Richard Nixon, as you can find out um, from some of those tapes that got leaked. Uh, But was was the guy, was the evangelical leader that had the ear of the president for like 12 presidents in a row. I forgot how recently it was that he died. He died in 2018. He Mm. was 
laid to rest. He's one of the only private citizens that's been laid to rest in that rotunda in D.C. Uh, that's oh, wow. you know wow. not like a president or a first lady. And so wow. uh, doing all his life, like he is the person people thought of when you thought of evangelical preacher, big tent, blah, blah, blah. And his story is interesting because he does diverge from the religious right as we view it today. And especially his son, Franklin Graham, like he's not the same. He started by advocating, like he he was the one that got Dwight D. Eisenhower to run for president and really tried to have like a lot of political influence. And then he really fucked off for like the latter half of his life. He was like, yeah, you know, I was super anti-communism and anti-blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I don't think religious people should be affiliated with a party so he's not like the jerry falwell juniors and the james dobson's and even his own offspring as far as that stuff Mm. goes so there's a lot of you know at the same time of course he was anti-queer of course he believed that woman was cursed and under man and subservient blah 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 so there's a lot of yeah like i feel like he became kind of yeah like if you wanted a someone to come pray at the baseball game you know like he had kind of this like a level he seemed moderate you know or seemed friendly while yeah. still being very like rooted in a you know biblical perspective mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. on and so like I, I could see why presidents would pick him because he's like he very much represents you know the like fantasy of christian theological founded america you know and this is who we are and so we keep having christians show up to our political events yeah. but he's not so hardcore that he's actually going to like hold my feet to the fire on policy or anything like that, you know? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Vocally anti-segregationist preached alongside MLK Jr. at some of the rallies. There's a great book people can check out called Jesus and John Wayne that tracks a lot of how we got to this horrific version of like mainstream Protestant evangelicalism that how we get to things like our last president and how he got the support of all. And, and it starts by like tracing, okay, how did Billy Graham come to rise? And he was like, part of it was, he was kind of like a good looking guy too. Like the army yeah. hammer casting part of it was, he was a cowboy TV ready. in, in, yeah. in a way. Like he was the guy kind of square jawed because Tim preachers and revivalists like had a certain kind of whatever lacked aesthetic appeal, but he, he trained for it. Like people trained for the Olympics. He was like on a super strict regimen of like nutrition and exercise. And he, he like geared up for it. Like you would Mm. for a sporting event. So that was all like a big movie role. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we should check out that book. Jesus and John Wayne. Maybe we should talk about on the show one day. It's like, it's our show. It it, it like talks about how you get into the pop culture and stuff. Yeah. uh, That's fascinating. uh, He's one of like the maybe, reticent forefathers of religious rights stuff. So so that's him and there's a lot of complicated stuff. And then there's of course Mr. Hammer himself who's you know what I think like obviously like Caroline said at the beginning uh, you know the jury's not really out on him anymore. I feel bad because there are three more movies left in the can that have not come out in which he is in. He's been fired or he's left all the movies that he was going to shoot in or was going to participate in but there's three more movies that he shot that they're going to have to do something or maybe they won't do anything. I don't know. There's the death on the Nile, the murder on the Orient express sequel with Kenneth Branagh that they're doing again. That was supposed to come out like six months ago. Obviously there's a Taika Waititi movie 
that he's a part of the oh, ensemble sh- cast in and then another one so you know thoughts and prayers to those directors of like do yeah. we oh my God. i feel like that's also on them for hiring such an underwhelming actor even before they knew the <laughs> allegations no caroline <laughs> here's the thing here's what i was gonna say uh, you know on the subject of this cancel culture gone too far because once again we have been robbed of truly one of the great artists of our time they came for <laughs> gina carano and then yeah. they came for army <laughs> Yeah. And we're missing All of our out. best talent. Essentially, it's like when when James Dean died so young. What could he have done? <laughs> it's like River Phoenix passing away at an unfortunate Before their age. time. What yeah. could he have done? All the storytelling that could have come from this person. Oh, the great <laughs> mind of Army Hammer, a walking mannequin. <laughs> Can I say that like I have no idea like when he showed up and people were like I'd be like, who's in this? And you're like, oh, our army hammer is in it. I'd be like, who is that? No, like, when did this happen? Like, he just know. seeped into films. And then people were just talking about him like he was always there. And I was like, not true. And I never like, yeah, he's like, yes. no, yeah, I mean, not. Yes. Right. Mia. Yes. I because I was looking up on his IMDb and I was like, yeah, what is his career? Because I can only think about uh, Call Me By Your Name being his big film. And then Billy, the early years was his first big film. Mm-hmm. And you can tell because you can. He yeah. acts. <laughs> you, he, he is crazy in it. Crazy. crazy. It's only two years before he was in Social Network, which I think really is what kind of put him on the map. Oh, yeah. that. But he's right. just kind of okay. made him like cool it, yes. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But he's just playing himself in that movie in Social oh, yeah. Network. Right? It wasn't a stretch, I'd say. Not a stretch at <laughs> all. No. Stretch of his abilities. <laughs> the, the the sentence that I read that made the most sense for all of us that made it all make sense was heir to the hammer oil fortune, and I said, <laughs> say no more. And there, I get it. All of it. All He's of an it heir. talent. That's the <laughs> inherited. Thing. Um, and there, that's what's probably behind him being in this movie, this faith-based movie to begin with. His dad, mm. Michael Armand Hammer, is is a Christian man. He became a Christian when he married his wife, Drew Ann Mobley, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where there's a lot of darkness for some reason. I don't know why it all comes back to Tulsa. <laughs> it all but comes it out of Tulsa. <laughs> so Michael Armand Hammer like, was also an heir, obviously, to the fortune of his grandfather and his father before him. And then he sits on the board of Oral Roberts University. Dren Mobley is a part of Joyce Meyer's stuff and all these ministries, including the Dream Center here in Los Angeles as well. Oh, wow. So they are connected in a lot of forms and fashions to evangelical culture. So it wasn't a it wasn't out of left field for them to be involved okay. with stuff, especially Oral Roberts being super right wing evangelical culture, obviously. So him being in this movie, it's very funny to look up interviews from this time too, because he does the tippity tap dance of like, I mean, I have a spiritual life, and uh, you know that's a private thing, and it works for me. He just does the bare minimum. He's not like I'm a Christian. I'm sold out for Christ because of freaking Billy Graham. Uh, my, he didn't Dennis Quaid <laughs> it for this role. No, he did not. He did not put out a hit single called On My Way to Heaven to sell us on the fact that he was so Christian he was going to heaven, oh. as Dennis Quaid did for I Can Only Imagine in 2018. But he did talk about how much fun he had researching Billy Graham. He really, in these couple of interviews I read, he's really big on YouTube. He's like, it's all great. You could just go on YouTube and watch all this stuff. <laughs> and he says in multiple interviews, my favorite thing of his that I saw was an interview he did with Woody Allen on his show. <gasps> it's so good. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's cool, so cool, good cool. because it's these men from two different worlds and Woody's funny and Billy Graham stays on message and holds his own and you just can't do that anymore and there's a civility in the discourse blah 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 so even from uh from a ripe young age of 22 which is how old Army was when this movie came out he he had an eye for you know Woody Woody and Billy those are my boys and I want to align, <laughs> with align them. myself yeah. with these two men wow. <laughs> yes so I watched that Woody Allen interview and it is really weird to watch um, they do have like a chemistry but it's also strange because Woody is like making all of it very funny you know and Billy is like with him but he really is staying on message of like but God is the everyone and he's the Bible says this and this is why we don't have sex before marriage and like goes hard on it too it's a really weird interview why did that even happen I don't understand I guess it was just supposed to be like what a funny contrast or something yeah, I think it was part of Woody Allen's TV show at the time, and they would just have on. I mean, this is back when TV show, like talk shows, used to be like podcasts, where it's like, here's an author from a book that right. people have read. It's not like, here's a Kardashian. It was truly like esoteric sort of minds and intellectuals minds. sometimes that they yeah. would have, like on the Dick Cavett show or whatever. So I guess that was a part of it. But all that age, super great. Just two cool geniuses talking to each other. Uh, <laughs> 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 yes, with this army oh. hammers, it's it's very uh, very sad to see how it all aged. Because otherwise, I would have loved this movie, but I was just so taken out of it because yeah. of army and, and all the my, baggage my attached to it. Um, it was just interesting to me. I didn't realize how like far the roots go, and there's a lot of weird, troubled history of of abuse and mental illness that go in his family that probably mm. informs some of this generational trauma stuff, stuff that's not fun and probably too dark to talk about on the show, but people can look up stuff with uh, his his older family. But it's very sad. Yeah. People don't just get here overnight. So, um, but the, Yeah, the, that's an empathetic. That's a very nice empathetic take. Thank you. That I like, genuinely. <laughs> not that, um, not that much left I love Army. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I hear you guys loud and clear. Much love to Army. All support. No, no, no. We stand with Army. <laughs> Thoughts no, no, and no, prayers. No, no. Army, we'd Everyone love to have you on the show. Everybody has those days. <laughs> <laughs> guys, what if he does freaking pivot to Christianity? Like, you know, where celebrities go to. Scott Bayo did it. Freaking Kevin Sorbo pivot. does it. What if we see uh-huh. Army Hammer and God's Not Dead 5? Go redeemed. Yes. It's yeah. his only option. That would be <laughs> You, you might as well try. <laughs> yeah. The Christian they're, community yeah, will accept him, honestly. They're <laughs> coming out with more. Do you remember a few years ago? I'm sure you guys caught it where there was trailers for like huge Christian projects in the AMCs. Do you guys remember this? Which one? I was seeing like yes. there's like two brothers making like Christian films that are really big budget. Oh, yeah. Like, one of them had like the. Yeah. They, yeah. they had like the. The woman from This Is Us. Yes, uh, the one with the kid that fell through the ice. Right. Yes. Ice kid. Yes. We call that the ice kid. Yes. Ice kid movie. <laughs> yeah. Did that, did that so Army out? could go there. Yeah, it came out <laughs> yeah. like three oh, years I'm... ago, Carol. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow, we'll watch it. Oh, sometime. sorry, Kevin. I, I didn't keep track of breakthroughs opening release date. Well, I have the box office <laughs> mojo receipts right here if you want to go through them. Um, oh yeah, gosh. but those, I remember those too because well, I feel like I saw them because we went to go see I can only imagine or some other film like that. But yeah, but there was oh, like a round man. of miracle inspiration films coming through. Caroline, that just they, they took were in me secular back. films. The, yeah. the trailers were like they were like in every theater at the AMC Burbank for some reason. Yes, yes. where we saw yes. I can only imagine. 
Yes. Yes. They would. They for some reason they were showing those trailers like all the this time. Is what the people want. We they have to save the AMC Burbank 16. If nothing else, <laughs> post Demi, we gotta save Please. the Burbank 16. It was there for us. I know. We, have to be there we for can it. sacrifice the other two Burbank AMCs that exist there for some reason. We gotta yeah. keep. Yeah, the, the downstairs one that AMC can go. But grief. Disgusting. Yes, but the movie Billy the Early Years. Weirdly, there's there's two funny little like plot or framing devices that reminded me of other things. Uh, one is the the conflict between Charles Templeton, who we are being narrated the movie through his eyes. He's being interviewed for a documentary. He's played by Martin Landau. Uh, just looking like a million bucks, just <laughs> <laughs> like the lighting doing no favors at all. But uh, oh, my absolute favorite laugh lines. Anytime he showed up, old Templeton <laughs> on his deathbed. Who Templeton was a um, sort of colleague of Billy Graham's, who was a fundamentalist evangelical as well, who then lost his faith, wrote books about saying farewell to God, and then kind of became an agnostic in his latter days. Because of the Holocaust, by yes. the way, and, and like seeing the footage of what happened there, like it, it really shook him. And he, he says in this movie, like, but for Billy, like that never shook his faith. And I was like, gross should you it? know like it should <laughs> honestly like i don't think you should be able to move past that you know without some crises and that's the thing yeah. and maybe that's because of the recency with which we saw this but the structure reminds me so much like the aforementioned hamilton of jesus christ superstar in which there's opposing perspectives and you're more on the side of the guy who you shouldn't be or it's like yes. if if the POVs are Billy Graham being like, yeah, I know there's inaccuracies in the Bible, but it's inherent and I love it. And I love God. And Templeton saying like, oh, you know, maybe the genocide really shook my faith in giving myself over to this authority that I don't really have any tangible experience with. You're more on Templeton's side. I am while watching it, at least. Oh, yeah. But I think it. Well, until he does his very, very like intense uh, two inch from his face, like fight with him and holding his hand. <laughs> it was so yes. And he like shot tries to, like, at a low him. angle. Oh, so many weird like chins. Dutch angle things going on. Yes, that um, rule. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I was like, oh, I guess Charles Templeton is now a huge asshole as well. Even though I yeah. kind of I like understand what he's saying, it just, it just plays it's as like, like <laughs> really menacing and threatening and weird. Where did that chunk go from him being like, we're still friends to being yeah. like, we're mortal enemies. You're I, stupid. <laughs> you know, I kind of, the the way that structure where Charles Templeton is narrating the story reminds me of the movie Amadeus. Oh, where totally. Yeah. Salazari, uh, a composer of quote unquote less, you know, talent than Mozart narrates his story from a kind of like jealous perspective. Um, And it was kind of like, kind of reminded me a little bit of that. But I, I kind of wish that the movie was start just from like a story perspective um, was more about Templeton because he actually had a character arc. I know he's a real person, but he had a character arc where he like believed something. And by the end of the movie, you know, what he experienced changed his beliefs versus Billy never changes. He changes like a little bit right at the beginning, but then like never loses his faith and never changes at all. And I get how that's like good. If you're, if you want to like share a message about Christianity and like unwavering faith, but it's like, 
just from a story perspective, his faith should waver. There should, he should his faith should be tested more. And there weren't even challenges. No I challenges. Mean, this man yeah. failed <laughs> upward constantly throughout the film. They <laughs> literally things. show Give Templeton and Graham yeah. in a movie theater watching really horrific Holocaust imagery that we also see as the audience and basically Billy Graham goes, sounds good. Gives a thumbs up to the screen and Walt skips out of the theater. Yeah. 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 He wants like gets the job. He becomes Prince, like president of university gets the money he needs for his big, like the, yeah, you're right. And then Billy did what a lot of us did back then fail upward as mediocre white men. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It never really made the case too that he was like touched or gifted at the preaching because even in his first preaching scene which is <laughs> well, so I think that's more army's fault that's so out of its else, mind yeah. <laughs> i gotta we gotta watch this preaching scene at I, some it point. was i was so confused during this scene i was uh, like i don't understand if this is a scene about him preaching well or bad <laughs> or if it's a dream or if it's a dream sequence that's the, the tone of the movie shifted it was like all of a sudden it was like oh now we're in a children's tv show because oh. the way that this is edited with these yeah. intense zooms and silly yes. music yeah it looked like a Christmas story when it goes to the Santa Claus. Yes. Like, uh, the, and then the tone would be ominous for no reason, out of <laughs> nowhere. Very scary. <laughs> We're talking to the women from P.S. I Love Rom-Coms, and there is a rom-com element in this movie in that Billy starts preaching out of horniness. He's so horny for the girl that's shaking his hand in class and talking to him after class has ended. When the when the teacher calls on him to preach, he's like, yeah, I could preach. And then he's like, I don't know about preaching. And, uh, and this is how it occurs. So he shows up a little unprepared. And to underscore it, there is this motif in the movie of hoedown banjo music that plays Ugh. when particularly wacky things happen in the movie. So, so much bluegrass. Oh we can listen so to a little bit of that right now. Here's him. Sin is missing the mark! The Greek word for sin is metanoia. Like an arrow, aimed at a target. Missing the bullseye! And we have all missed the mark with God! And that's about all I know about the 144,000. And what about David and Moses? You can't tell if he's doing well or not. I don't really no idea what was happening. I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be good. I couldn't tell if it was actually happening in the reality of the film, or if, or if him yeah. being him being yeah. like quiet was the reality. I was like, it yes, was like that's a good. It point. was yeah. I, I felt like I was in a film class in college, right? <laughs> like when they show you like the this scene, the is this artistic character wanting this to happen, or is this actually happening? Yes. We will debate this for an hour. It plays with time <laughs> and space. <laughs> it was a low budget movie, but it was higher budgeted than a movie of a similar genre that came out around the same time, Fireproof, another face-based film about Kirk Cameron as a firefighter who can't stop jacking off and uh, it ruins his marriage. 
And that movie was made for like a mil, maybe less than a mil. This was made for around three. This movie bombed when it came out. Fireproof did gangbusters. America said, we want more of Kirk. And hence the terrorist events he's been holding up in <laughs> up in uh, northern Los Angeles County the last couple months. Uh, that kind of emboldened him to do so. But yes, Billy Graham, Billy, the early years was a financial disappointment. Also, a weird little IMDb trivia thing. Directed by Robbie Benson, who's an actor and also directed a bunch of episodes of sitcoms like Friends. You may also know him as the voice of Beast from Beauty and the Beast. So Beast directed this movie from the Disney movie. Did you find movie. anything of like why he wanted to make this movie? Why now? I why couldn't. with Army? Okay. I, you know, this is the last movie he directed on his filmography. I don't know if that's if the, what the reason is for that. <laughs> uh, oh, he maybe lost his ticket to Hollywood if after this If he decided to go reason. out on top, I don't know. But such <laughs> yeah. is the case. Why the early years? Because I, I feel like... Why, why the not, early years is a great question. Why not his later years where, where he like everything happened? Why? Where everything happened? Why this like him just I don't know. Just just puttering through Christian college like it was just bizarre. Why not? Yeah, you're right. Like we could have done the later years where he met presidents and yeah. Woody Queen, Allen. Give us yes. Yes. you know whatever and like Billy Colin the Nixon tapes. Give us that <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's why. Yeah, you're so right. Like that would have been cool. Like I understand wanting to say, like, here's the origin of how this man came to be, but this movie didn't even really give me that. It's so many quick cuts. Like it was kind of like (laughs) you didn't see the journey. You just it would just be like, and now he's in college. And now now he's the president. And now he's Uh married. And in one scene, his wife goes, I'm pregnant. And then in the next scene, She's holding a baby. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, that's a classic rom-com trope right there, which is uh, you cut out all the nitty-gritty sex stuff. You go from I'm pregnant to the, there's a baby now. <laughs> yes. The actual there, pregnancy you, is not important. The pregnancy is not important. The labor, not important. <laughs> and I want to make it absolutely clear to the listeners at home who can watch Billy Cullen the early years on Amazon Prime if they want to. Via IMDb TV, so there's four commercial breaks, which will just add to the experience of watching it. (laughs) Half of this movie is reaction shots of Army Hammer smiling like a little dopey boy. It's just like Martin th- Short and Clifford. It's a it's a hollow, just scary him smile. Smiling <laughs> I don't so like it. much, trying to be a, a nice man, I guess, or a sociopath doing an impression of a nice man. I don't know, but um, <laughs> there's also some weird. I mean, Caroline, we do have to talk about the, the conversion scene, Martin Landau, Mister Templeton's conversion scene, the quick cut in the first twenty minutes of the film, in which Martin Landau is. Just lying in his bed, and like, sans context, absolutely. the following occurs. Oh, yeah. The green screen work is incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, then then he has like a visitation from God and he feels a warmth in his chest. Blackout drunk, by the way. So, I mean, you can take a few guesses. Truly Lynchian though, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Truly. Yes. This is blue velvet. This is, a, I, I'm not even kidding. Oh my God. Because that gets tossed yes. around a lot, but this is truly from, 
<laughs> that is movie. such a good that's such a that's such a nice comment and helps me understand the film a yes. lot more in terms of like, what was unsettling about it to me. <laughs> there was <laughs> one there was one kid on the editing team. They're like, okay, kid, you can take the conversion <laughs> scene. We're going home early for the night. He's like, okay, this is my time to shine. He's got a Mahoney yes. Drive poster in his dorm room. He's like <laughs> just overlapping screaming. Madness. It was very so scary. disturbing. <laughs> Very, it's so David Lynch. I think if this movie had a different soundtrack, like if it was just more kind of like eerie kind of synth, could have been a Lynchian masterpiece. Absolutely. You would have mixed the bluegrass, brought in the synths, the Angelo yeah. Badalamenti score yes. in and of itself. Also, you do hear uh, GCF favorite Mac Powell, third day lead singer in the opening credits. There's also there's also just some country songs that are just like contemporary, contemporary. country. Yes. <laughs> yes. That Wait. was like Bottling. I was like, I it's guess like either this that makes or sense. banjo. Yeah, I was like, why not? I guess now. <laughs> yeah, I I gotta play a little bit of this, and this does work very well visually. But I think it's one of the longest scenes I've ever seen like of just Lord. Billy Ugh. and his wife to be just walking around. <laughs> so there's a shot of them walking. So they just walk the same block for like ten minutes before. in the same direction. <laughs> yes. This is a rom-com. This is an element of rom-coms I despise and I get really mad at, which is where it's show us what they're talking about, cowards. Yes, it's like, show them bond. It's like, we don't want to actually write good dialogue. We'd rather just let the music do the talking for them. Uh, I'd like to think Army was just... Uh, Doing his UCB 101 warm-ups right You know, <laughs> let's take this opportunity, yeah, and say what what were the rom-com elements in this small part of the story? What what did you recognize? What did you appreciate? What what could have been better? Mm. Excellent. Well, this is a this is an this is a great example. This is what we call montage of the good times, where they put music and then we see all the good times happen. And sometimes it's done well, right? Sometimes you see it and you sort of can clock emotionally the intimacy that's growing. Mm. Oftentimes, like this, Twilight's not a rom-com but twilight has the most egregious one where again it's just music over them talking mm -hmm. so you're no. like just, and you're like what is what are they saying like, like i sure they are they're saying, saying something good yeah but that's that's one that's what that's an aspect of rom-com that was definitely here Allie. yeah well i think i have to mention uh some lovely quirky side characters of the guy <laughs> who owned the the florist who <laughs> literally was like jumping up and down like this being like oh, what kind of corsage do you want to get yes. uh, <laughs> i forgot about that um guy. so we have uh -huh. that's a big element we have uh -huh. the uh this is a a uh rom-com trope that we don't like we don't support but was also in this movie which is Absolutely. the one-dimensional supportive black best friend who is yeah. obsessed with your love life, or in mm. this case, obsessed with your faith journey. Yes. Like he's like, yeah. so you went to the tent meeting. What did you think? Tell us more. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, and then you convinced me to come here. And then uh -huh. he doesn't even go to the tent meeting, right? Yeah. He's not even at the tent meeting. Or no, uh, well, there's the early one where he his 
black friend does come, but then has oh, to sit in a different section from him yeah, the whole okay. time. I, so didn't, they're not together. I didn't understand where he went. And now I. Yeah. Have, that's oh, that's because no, that's <laughs> okay. an establishing wide shot. Me. No, it was just a bunch of confusing. <laughs> I just was like, where'd he go? Now there's confusing. a white friend. Okay. Yeah. Right, well, and also the, the yes, character. Billy, the early years, a movie in which segregation feels like magic. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, it feels like makes people disappear. Not part of it. And then the character of Ruth was also like just again another like conflict that wasn't and and does it matter that she even wanted to go to Tibet to Tibet and she said I want to be single so I can be a missionary because that's one of the few jobs that are allowed for Christian women to pursue in the in the church. And he was like, I can go to Tibet and then she's pregnant. <laughs> and like go to Tibet. And she is his supportive wife, like at another meeting. I think that's the last time we see her. I mean, most yes. people yeah. in twenty twenty one, I mean, Billy Graham's legacy touches a lot of things. Billy Graham had a lot of involvement with Young Life, which some of us had some involvement with ourselves. Okay. Um, but sense. one of the major <laughs> points of influence is the Billy Graham rule. Which now in 2021 was uh, communicated as the Mike Pence rule, which is to not be alone with a woman as a man ever. Now, we here on the Good Christian Fun podcast have violated that rule. Caroline and I have recorded episodes by ourselves on Zoom. Well, Kevin thinks we have. Wait, what? (laughs) There was always someone here? (laughs) Yeah, I I always just called a little task rabbit right beforehand. I was like, hey, dude, can you just come and stand in my hallway closet? Chaperone. Just until it's over. It's going to be about three to four sweaty hours in my living room. Um, It's all going to be really intellectually engaging, and I'll pay you for your time. (laughs) So, no, we actually have always complied with the Billy Graham Okay, and that that speaks to Caroline's commitment to holiness and righteousness. Integrity. And I celebrate that, yes. (laughs) And for tonight. Uh, yes. We, we... Well, it also, this is so weird, but it was the first time that it hit me at watching this movie why that rule made even more sense when he was like, you know, going into his career and being a professional, which is that he, there weren't a lot of women that he was working with. So it wasn't like as common as it is now for him to like even have a coworker who was female who he would need to meet with one on one. So for him, and he says it in the movie, it's all like scandal prevention. It was basically just to prevent his reputation, yes. you know? It was legacy then, maintenance. Not that that like makes the rule fine or whatever, but it was just, it, it never occurred to me of like, oh yeah, he didn't even work with women. So it was even less likely that he would need to be in a room alone with a woman in the first place, unless it was like, uh, you know, a, a constituent, a congregation member or whatever, or a secretary, I suppose. That's one of the things, this is slightly tangential, but just... Uh, as an example of one of the most famous Christian men in the 20th century, taking a different approach, Fred Rogers' primary collaborators were women. In his early days of his television series, uh, before uh, predating Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the television series he was doing for local Philadelphia uh, television, or it might have been Pittsburgh television, his co-host was a woman, and it was his primary creative collaborator, and also his child psychologist friend, whose uh, name I'm forgetting, was also a woman, and he cla- he was with them alone all the time. There was no <laughs> Rogers rule about it, because yeah. he was like, well, I'm not a freaking weirdo neighbor. I don't need yeah. a Billy Graham rule. No, it just says so much more about like Men think if like get in the room with a woman, like something's gonna we're gonna fuck. Like I just can't help it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So um, thank you, Belly, for that rule that fucked up you, a generation of men and women yeah. from valuing each other appropriately uh, that continues to this day. <laughs> What other parts of the movie did we want to talk about uh, um, specifically? There, I'll, I'll throw another rom-com element in here, which is to circle back to the female characters. Uh, we've got the one-dimensional X, which oh, is that yes. uh, often Emily. in rom-coms. Emily, yeah. Often in rom-coms, there's sort of like a cold career woman that's that you feel you don't feel bad about him leaving for yes, uh, you know or the, she, that not she didn't out. love him very well anyway yeah no so emily very rudely uh asserts that um she, she doesn't think he's gonna go anywhere oh right career wise so she doesn't want to be with she him, says which i, I don't believe you'll amount to anything <laughs> which <laughs> i just have to doubt that that conversation took place yes <laughs> like who would just to say doubt. that unprompted at the school dance which yeah. was some white nonsense, by the way. That man playing a ukulele in the circle and everybody's just standing up and sitting down. Real painful, yeah. real real rough to watch. Okay, oh, Kevin was about to put a, do a little cosplay. No, I, right I agree. I agree with you, actually. <laughs> I was taking off the wall to break it. Um, well, in that scene, I was so confused. I was like, why is he even mad? They weren't even dating or really. Like, I think he just brought her the corsage and she was just talking to another man. Like, they weren't like actively making out or anything. Yes, and yes. he was so hurt there was and, a co- and, and emily is like, a real person by the way that emily is the name of a real person that existed in real life that that's, that's why that yeah that's what i figured and that's why i'm like there's no way this happened this is like a hit job someone's trying to get back at emily <laughs> Someone <laughs> has a, yes revenge. i was also i was also surprised Justice for emily when ruth's yeah. uh <laughs> when ruth's roommate started talking to billy i was like okay here's the misdirect it's gonna be the roommate yes. he's interested yes. and ruth is the roommate not forgetting fully that billy graham's wife's name was ruth is ruth and no roommate <laughs> was just a little stepping stone to yeah. the prize of ruth i suppose ruth ruth feels like a uh rom-com kind of trope of the cool girl who's just one of the guys yeah uh, you see this a lot with like uh, basically every character Jennifer Lawrence has ever played. Mm-hmm. I'm just one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it with Kate Hudson in uh, How to Lose a Guy with Ten Days. Like, mm. I like eating burgers. I like watching sports. All the men love me, but I'm not seeking yeah. it out. Yeah, exactly. I Ex- like hot dogs and sports, but I'm super tiny. Oh, I'm like very how. <laughs> I'm real thin. Um, but yeah, because Ruth is like. Oh, I can throw a baseball even harder than you can. That's right. That's right. Oh, my hand hurts, Ruth, because you threw that baseball so hard. You're cool. You're okay. not like the other girls. And yeah. There is a terrific piece that came out about the accuracy of this movie. It's published in Christianity Today, and they get quotes from both Franklin Graham and Gigi Graham, Billy Graham's daughter and his son, Franklin Graham being the more famous bigot. I don't know what Gigi's views are, but Franklin Graham in particular hated the baseball scene. He said, our mother never played baseball. <laughs> and it's like, no, yeah, it's a movie. I don't know. Like, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg lived in a dorm that looked like that in Social Network. I don't know. That, cause, that does kind of disappoint me because it was like one of the few character wrinkles you get about her. And it's like not even true. Oh makes me sad. <laughs> it's awesome. And Gigi Graham was very supportive of the movie and she was like, I think it's nice. And it, and the family was divided about this movie when it came out. Franklin Graham mm. thought it was boring and stupid, which is very <laughs> funny because it also seems innocuous. I don't know if it's not 
is it not religious enough? Because it feels it's not uh, it's not a, a conservative really that much, other than like Billy Graham real shout out. But there isn't anything that seems particularly politically charged about the movie in any way. Like they could have done the pro desegregation stuff, or they could have done more of the anti-communism stuff. They didn't do anything with that. Is that what Franklin wanted? I don't know. I don't know, but he was mm, not happy yeah. with it. That's yeah, it so felt bizarre. like pro-faith and pro-Billy, but not necessarily like a conversion movie, you know, the way some of our Kirk Cameron's have been, where like the goal is for the audience to also feel like, oh, I must accept God to live such a beautiful life as, yeah. as the main character. Yeah, getting back to, to the point made earlier about like, does Billy even have an arc? I guess the teeny tiny arc he has at the end is, should I believe the Bible even though there's a lot of stuff that doesn't add up? And the answer is, yeah, you yes. should. You should go and to a just, tree stump. Yes. Again, it looks like it... <laughs> <laughs> Even the editing of this one, it looks yeah. lynching. Oh, the way that's a shot. That. This is Twin Peaks season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is oh lynching. <gasps> it's so especially those shots of the trees because they like sh- show the trees. Oh, yeah, yes, that and the yes. lighting. Yeah. That's so Twin Peaks. That's so Twin Peaks. Yeah. Watch this part. He figured out who Laura Palmer's killer is. I now know who killed Laura Palmer. It was these gentlemen. It was the <laughs> Bookhouse Boys, or whatever oh they're called. Good that was yeah. that was so frustrating too, because like it was set up as you know, how do you answer your agnostic or atheist friend? And the movie chose not to answer the question at all. It was just like, let's just remind Billy of all his faithful fun times and he will just return to that. And like, that'll be enough for him, you know, which actually maybe is true, but it's like, oh, okay. So I guess we're just not going to address the Holocaust. Like it's all good. (laughs) No, you brought it it up. It cuts to (laughs) like the big finishing scene of the movie is Billy preaching at one of his crusades and the special effects are of a level of me using this Zoom background right now, in which Armin <laughs> Hammer is on a green screen. And it looks purposefully artificial, so it's not like they're trying to yeah. fool us at all, but it just, it, it's such an odd music video-y touch in the middle of the otherwise kind of like just made-for-TV movie-looking grounded thing. Yeah. And he's and he's preaching it up. And there's like a little montage with him and Templeton earlier where it's like, yeah, a bunch of like stock real footage. Such a strange choice. And so it, ends, weird. it ends with Army outstretching his hands. And Billy went on to do great things. And it's de- dedicated to Ruth, Ruth Graham at the end, Billy's wife, who I guess must have passed away recently. I hope she uh, went out at Dodger Stadium doing her favorite sport. <laughs> Baseball! She threw, the, she threw the first Baseball pitch and had time. a heart attack at Dodger <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> oh, man. He died uh, in 2018. It was so much more recent than I thought. Wow. The imagery of the final scene, I thought was like, it made it look like Billy Graham was like God. Right. right, a dictator, right? Or like it was like <laughs> this is like his whole thing was he's like I'm not about money, I'm not about fame, and then you have the last scene about him getting paid twenty five thousand dollars to go to L A. 
and be in front of a huge crowd of people and they're shooting it like he's like this like rock star and it's like well but he's not about that so maybe you should end the film about him being like i don't need that big stadium i'm fine preaching just to a small room of people like that's just yeah. as important or, to me. or ending on an intimate you know conversion moment with like for that with that homeless guy for example yes. you know yeah. like this is the ministry he cared about yeah that's a good point because when it ends on that i'm like i don't really know what i'm supposed to learn from this and then movie. he got the or glory like, yeah what i'm supposed to gain or glean about who billy graham is yeah. from this movie you know it like should what have ended on something things. small that's a good point put the, yeah. the scene with the gentleman at the end that he was yeah saving or whatever yeah <laughs> you're so right it really did betray it all <laughs> totally and and what you were saying about the made for tv look and and then Allie, what you were saying about they're like there being like very little like challenge for him and and um is like reminds me that like in rom-coms we have like we what we consider tier a you know when harry met sally sort of like the artistic mm. the art of it happening yes. and then you have your next tier which is sort of like you know like maybe like a like Catherine heigl's like seventh rom-com or or another category that <laughs> would be the say hallmark seven dresses yeah uh-huh. yeah like that yes which is where i go right i love 27 dresses right ali's like a hallmark girl Christmas Prince girl. So I wonder if in Christian media, if there's like that tier A, you know, my stepmother tricked me she into going to a movie called How to Save a Life that looked oh, yeah. like, yeah. do you remember that? Yeah. It was a Christian yeah. film that seemed like big budget. So I feel like that maybe, maybe that's like Passion the of the a. Christ or like yes, Noah yes. with Russell yes. Crowe, like where they're supposed to maybe be saying something bigger about society. Well, I would, I would put tier A as like the, I can only imagine and the Archie is Jeremy camp movies out of like the Christian media. I think Noah would even exist a little bit outside of that. Oh, you're okay. You're saying yeah. that's not in the category. I'm saying, yeah, if Aronofsky okay. and freaking Gibson, like that's not even that doesn't even apply but yes okay, yes sure. i think that but yeah if you're gonna go christian media so you've got those and then you've got like your lower tier categories your and Christiana this is definitely Brothers. like the yeah. hallmark version of christian yes, it is. yeah yes content you're exactly right it is very hallmarky that's a very good point. ali did you draw diagrams in your notes i you flash your notes <laughs> oh. on your screen sometimes i'm like are there blueprints on there so i ran out of i just guys humble brag i just bought a juicer and i was like i needed um i needed like i was watching this movie and i was like i need to be taking notes this is there's too much going on right now i can't remember it and so i grabbed my juicer manual and i kind of it looks like i'm annotated my juicer manual but really just my my billy graham notes uh, I'll write wow. notes on the warranty on my Porsche, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever I have. We don't have paper Oops. in my house. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have paper, just like so many cars. Wow, <laughs> and we're ending this in conversation of Billy the Early Years on a status flex, much like Billy the Early Years, the movie ends on a status flex. This is Allie wow. essentially preaching to all of Los Angeles. She has a juicer. Maybe it's a magic bullet. Maybe okay. it's a Vitamix. We don't know. But she's got something. A juicero. Oh, gosh. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe it's time to rate the movie, shall we? Uh, I, th- yeah. I think maybe it's time. The way this works, friends, is we're going to give it a holy toast or holy roast. Holy toast, that's when we give it a thumbs up. We send Billy and Templeton and all the rest of the gang all the way to heaven, baby. Heaven-bound. Or holy roast, we go to uh, where Templeton might be right now because he walked away from the faith. 
we send them all the way down. <laughs> oh my God. Or if we if we don't want to make maybe that big of a judgment call, we don't want to give it a roast or a toast. We can always send it to purgatory, a la the space between. <laughs> and we'll start with Caroline. Oh, you know, guys, the Templeton to my Billy for me. Oh, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for giving me Templeton. Um, th- speaking of, I think that was the best part of the film was seeing Templeton have a real night on the town. I longed for that. <laughs> it made it looked so fun, <laughs> so inviting. <laughs> Uh, right before he chose God. Uh, I really wish this movie, like you said, was about Templeton because I think his story sounds like a million times more interesting yeah. to me. Um, and so for that reason, it's it's going straight to the hell for me. It's going to be a, a roast. Straight to the hell for Caroline straight to the hell. Templeton Ely. We turn it to Mia. Yeah. You know, this is not um, a judgment of the type of media it is in any way. This is just looking at it as a film. Okay. She's covering this her bases. Very politically this, correct. Pure criticism. This, very this diplomatic, film, Mia. <laughs> no, no, no. Here it comes, though. This film, as it stands alone, is an absolute trash fire that should be seen by no one <laughs> okay. ever. It was a pain. It was painful to watch. And I am upset. <laughs> that multiple people saw this and said this makes sense and is good and should be uh, strung together for a story. I hope they um, make podcasts about it someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to hear what happened. So it's a, it's a roast for me. And um, but yeah, yeah, roast for me. To, fair, to, fair to, enough. To hell it goes. A roast from Mia. We turn it to <laughs> Allie. What does Allie say? Well, you know, I I do want to I want to I want to give it I want to give it a. A little compliment before I, um, <laughs> before I uh, rip it to shreds or juice it to pulp. Okay, <laughs> all right. Speaking her language, I have a juicer, listeners. Movie. I drink fresh juice <laughs> now she every day. Ali, um, you, you're gonna get the sponsorship. Don't worry. Like I know you're <laughs> angling for it. They will send you free juice. Sponsored by Juice. Yeah, just juice. <laughs> but then OJ Simpson shows up and he's like, hey, I heard you wanted me. Like, no. No, OJ. No. Um, I, I, you know what scene I kind of appreciated that we haven't talked about was just that scene where um, Billy's talking about how even though Templeton has, you know, different beliefs, he respected him that he had the integrity to... Um, you know, step down from preaching. Yeah, that he was had very cool. I was like, dang, this scene is cool. Too bad the next scene kind of undercut all of the <laughs> empathy and compassion and thoughtfulness of that scene where it was like this very beautiful scene of friendship and understanding and respect. Um, so I just wanted to shout that scene out. This movie, I had whiplash. I was like, ugh, ugh. just like <laughs> it was a roller coaster of Billy's success and the Send ending. Send us the bill was... for to your masseuse for yes, your neck pain. The, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the editing, the editor owes me a neck massage. Yikes! Yikes! Um, so it's a big uh, roast for me. <laughs> a roasty roast. Oh man. Well, you know, again. It's hard to not watch a movie in its context. You can't really fully enjoy Cosby show the way you could when you once did. Mm-hmm. 
you can't, as I know we're all dying to, you can't really enjoy Louie on FX the same way you once did. And unfortunately, you can't really enjoy Billy Cole in the early years you once did. Nothing exists in a vacuum. It's all a part of something. And for that reason alone, I got to roast it. It's very sad. Very, very sad. Because otherwise, I could have given compliments to the movie. I could have talked about how much I admired Army's performance, how he seemed to just devour the research that he was doing and he performed every line deliciously and he made mm-hmm. a meal out of every scene he never chewed he the scenery it. too much and uh was respectful to the southern accent <laughs> very respectful to the southern accent oh well, my oh my South. really it's talking like goofy <laughs> cool. wait should they should they remake this movie with Goofy as Billy Graham? Ooh, goofy, the early years. Now, that's something extre- I've watched. Goofy, the extremely early years. <laughs> <laughs> Very goofy, Billy Graham. I just spilled coffee. So. Oh, are you okay? Do you need to clean it up? Yeah, I'm good. I'll come back to it. Okay, we're almost Disgusting done. Disgusting apartment. Oh, Carpet man. anyway. <laughs> no, it's okay. Who needs it? Man. Uh, needs it? But yes, for that reason alone, roast, roast, roast. Very sad. Very, very sorry. Sorry, Army. Sorry, Beast, who directed it. And sorry to the memory of Billy Graham. <laughs> we apologize to the memory of all <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, but you can give it a roast or toast at Christian Fun Pot if you want to. Go to at Christian Fun Pond and give it a roaster toast. You can give it a roaster toast if you want to. Get out there and Pokemon go to the pub. Uh, what happened to me? Bro. We did it. We did it, Joe. Oh, we did it, Joe. We did it. I'm sad. I'm sad that, you know, uh Joe and Kamala will never get a chance to sit down with Billy. Because Obama mm-hmm. got to sit down with Billy. Yeah, I guess the Trumps kind of saw Billy there in the uh, in the rotunda, but uh, in the later years, <laughs> Billy, the, the later, later years, years later. Just the, the latest footage. years. <laughs> oh no! He lived to be ninety nine years old. Mia, Ali, oh. Caroline, do you want to live to be ninety nine, or do you want to die earlier than that? No, I don't think so. Uh, I would be ninety nine if I was comfortable. If I was like physically comfortable. Yeah. If I'm not, I guess oh, I can. Okay, yeah. If you're yeah. with it, if if you're like yeah, a close leechman type, you know, she was <laughs> she was with it until the end. It seemed like if I, I like lost the ability to communicate to people, I think I would just want to be smothered in my sleep. <laughs> All right, and we can use this as uh, evidence <laughs> later on. So we do have this recording. And, uh, it's it is our last will. Court of law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we're bringing down the energy, girls. We're dimming the lights. We're lighting the candles. I mean. Wait a minute! It's me alone with three other women in this Zoom room. Is am I am I screwing up the Billy Graham rule, or am I being holy by doing it thrice over by wow, making sure, yeah. like triple women? Yeah, triple women. Well, does Army in your background count as a chaperone? <laughs> as another presence? Okay. People, uh, there was one or two people that used to say I look like Army Hammer, and I hope no one ever says that again to me. But I was did, kind of thinking yeah. that looking at I was like, if you smiled like that right now and you were both shaved, like it's yeah. something something is it's there. there. It's, it's there. It's there. Something is there. Maybe. It's like, Maybe yeah. we can pivot to yeah. Jonathan Groff Smart comparisons kind of like, in twenty twenty one. Yeah. And we're not here to promote ourselves or plug our own projects. We're here to lift them up to the Lord. 
as a humble and loving sacrifice. And Caroline, this may throw you for a loop, but we're going to start with you. Kevin, this may throw you for a loop, but I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> and um, the, you know, the Lord would be very pleased if you did go to my TikTok at Caroline's Farts and check out the song that Kevin and I wrote on there. That was supposed to go viral, and uh, sadly, I can report that it did not. And, One person uh, did but it. it is just One person did languishing it. Languishing on the app. So you know, do what you can to to build up that ministry. <laughs> Um, and then I'm going to lift up, I, I watched episode one of Pharaoh versus Allen on HBO Max about Dylan Pharaoh and Woody Allen. And uh, I thought I knew a lot about that story and there is a lot more and it's it can be hard to watch for people, but if you can, I mean, you can watch it even in solidarity with Dylan Pharaoh and her courage to talk about this all these years later and maybe as, an, uh, as a penance for if you've ever watched a Woody Allen film. Go and watch yeah. this documentary, you know, yeah. <laughs> like just just make up for that time that you spent on Woody and give some to Dylan because it's really beautifully told and um, very well done. So recommend it. So like for well said, hy- hypothetically, like if 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 someone out there listening as a young boy had a poster of Manhattan hanging in their room as a 13 year old boy, maybe, maybe they should they should check it out and watch it. <laughs> Yeah, they should. They should. Okay, just, well, just for balance, I, maybe. I hope that listener does do that. Then, thank you, Caroline. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll yeah. turn it to Mia. Uh, Mia, what do you have to lift up for us? Oh, great. Um, I, I would like to lift up uh, my Instagram mm. at it's Mia Schaffler, um, and I would like to uh, uh, like to lift up our. Actually, I don't. I don't know our handles specifically so i'll leave that to allie <laughs> we'll just lift yeah, up the we'll, podcast in general we'll right <laughs> yeah i'll do the podcast we'd like to lift up uh like to, to invite you all to to let, check out p.s i love rom-coms the rom-com review podcast that allie and i put out where we um we talk about rom-coms and why we love them i was on it i had a great time that was so fun oh Check out Kevin's episode with the family stone. <laughs> that was a fun Saturday. We'd love to have you on. We recorded for <laughs> oh, so long and I made them yes. cut out so much because it was so long. <laughs> and did we talk about... We do that every time. Did we talk about streaming services? You bet we did. Did we talk oh, about boy. big budget movies? You bet Girls, your little I'm ass sorry we did. Girls, I couldn't save you from that, but you know, it's just part of the journey. <laughs> it was a treat and a joy. It was a, it was a true delight. We had a great time. Uh, y'all were true delights <laughs> too. Thank you, Mia. We turn it to Allie. Um, or excuse like me, like, the... can I do your introduction again? I'm sorry, I screwed it up. Oh, please, please. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I would like to lift up our podcast uh, Instagram account that I manage and that Mia doesn't follow for some reason. I do. I, do. Oh I just don't know what it's called. Oh. I just... It's it's called at PS I love romcoms pod, and then um, I'd also like to lift up um, this month we're doing something a little extra special on the pod. It's March, um, and as uh, I don't know if any of you listeners love basketball, if people know March for March Madness. This Ooh. month we're doing March Magnus, where we are <gasps> pitting all of Meg Ryan's most popular rom-coms up against Amazing. each other in a bracket-like style, and we will find which one is the best of all of them. So I'm going to spoil this listen. now. In the Cut is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Not a rom-com. Uh, I think you're being a little close-minded about that, my friend. 
What about what? It would be amazing if if in the land of women won. That's one of my favorites as well. I I was just thinking that. Yes. It's That's a movie a in though. which Adam Brody and Kristen Stewart kiss to a Bruce Springsteen song. That is required Kevin wow. core viewing. Wow. Come on. Now. Wait, um, are you are you two putting Anastasia in that bracket? No. No. Meg Ryan. Okay, interesting. Wow. Is it it's is it a comedy? Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, not I guess a it's like a animated movies is, aren't though. rom-coms. No, it's like a musical. Now, well, now this is a debate for your podcast. Are can yeah. animated movies be a rom-com? Now that's because the genre is yes. it is really it contains multitudes. Mm. It does. It does. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Allie. Thank you. And God bless you. Uh, and God bless you, you as well, Mia. <laughs> you Thank are loved. Thank you so much. Thank you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I'll I'll plug. Uh, Nomadland. Nomadland. That's a movie. It came out. It's good. It's going to be a Rorschach test. I'm very curious as to what everyone's reactions will be to that movie as they watch it. Um, Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. Inclusion Rider. It's on Hulu. You can stream it from your nice air-conditioned home, your apartment, your house, your condo. And you can think about your privilege as you... Order freaking Amazon Prime from your little couch, okay? Wow. And uh, real good. Also, Amazon's in the movie. Uh, They do appear in the movie briefly, uh, which is interesting. But yeah, watch that movie. That's fun. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can go to patreon.com slash good Christian fun for more good Christian fun. And then Caroline, get ready. I'm going to throw this to you because every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. Caroline, what's our charity for this month? This one came to us from uh, Grace, who was just on the previous episode. I don't know chronologically if that's true. But um, this is actually a GoFundMe. It's called Open Your Heart to Help House Us. Um, And this is run by Faith, a.k.a. Uh, I think they also go by Nikki Turner, um, but they're helping uh, underserved women and trans women and queer folks in LA, getting them care packages, and then they're raising money to kind of rate, make a proper foundation and hire, hire caseworkers and employees and get housing for all these people and hotel credits and everything like that. Um, they're trying to raise $5 million. They're only $4,000 in right now, so you can chip into that. I mean this is a good person and they're going to be helping people get out of, get into housing. It's going to be really great. Hell so yeah. Check it out. And we'll link to it. I forgot to plug something about mine. Kevinbaconshop.com. I'll give you cookies. If you buy them from me, I'll give them to you. Kevinbaconshop.com at Kevin Bacon on Instagram, Los Angeles County. Get at me. Allie and Mia, thank you so much for joining us on the show, pals. What a much. fun this time. A pleasure. This was thank the you best. Thank you so much us. for having us. You we were the women for the job so for fun. Billy. Thank and, you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know what? I hope this is like a rom-com and, you know, we've recorded before, but I hope for you, you two and Caroline, this was a meet cute. You know? <gasps> And that I was, think so. Was I think it was. <laughs> she spilled a coffee. She okay. spilled a coffee. She got, she got oh, so you guys, I'm so clumsy. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I really do spill a drink every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your husband's Bill, and your name is Spillery Clinton. Uh, I am. That's yeah, I that's am. who you are. <laughs> and there's nothing left to say except for in all pots, people said. Amen. Amen. What song should we go out on? Banjo. 
Banjo? Just any? Okay, I'm going to type in banjo. Wait, we don't want to hear my <laughs> Hamilton parody again? <laughs> oh, we could go out on that. No. That was pretty good. Let's it was so good. I'm just going to type in banjo. Here's the first thing that comes up. A song called Banjo by Rascal Flatts. Oh. <gasps> that would be good. Oh, I yeah, love exactly Rascal Flatts. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I think I know this. Hello, ma'am. Sing along, Mia. <laughs> oh, not that well. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. P.S. We love you. I drop my truck and drive. I pick up my... That was a HeadGum Podcast.